The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is Rudy Giuliani live from New York City. You know, a bad idea uh, left with a little bit of life can really spread, which is why the Supreme Court has to come in and reject soundly this completely anti-democratic small d, anti-rule of law, anti-constitution move on the part of Colorado Supreme Court and the singular uh, Secretary of State of Maine, the Commissar for Maine, the Fuhrer for Maine, whatever you'd like to call her. She's not democratically elected. She has uh, no support of any kind, legal support of any kind. She's a appointee of just one party in the legislature. She's completely partisan. She's in, obviously hates Trump by her prior statements, loves Biden by her visits to the White House, uh, a person that uh, it would be absurd to think that power like this would reside in her hands as against the, the, the will of the majority or even the possible will of the majority. But she has excluded the leading uh, Republican candidate for president of the United States, a former president, from the ballot in her state all by herself. The Supreme Court of Colorado has also removed him from the ballot in a four to three decision with three fellow Democrats voting against them and a group of seven Democrats, at least now, I haven't looked at all the opinions, but seven Democrats in Michigan voting that his in, their interpretation is incorrect, wrong, and, and really, in many respects, exceedingly dangerous. We're supposed to elect our officials who are in legislatures and executive positions. We don't, in America, appoint presidents, governors, mayors, or kings. We do not appoint legislators. They are elected by the people. And the qualifications are, therefore, rather broad, sensible but broad, and subjected when we reverse the will of the electorate to an extraordinarily uh, intense due process proceeding, meaning you just can't allege, you just can't state, you've got to prove. And then in the case of an impeachment, you've got to get two-thirds of the, of the upper house which is why impeachments don't take place. We've never had one. We've never had an impeachment that ended up in a conviction. We've had uh, closest one, I think, was Andrew Johnson, which was really a product of Civil War partisanship, you know, the one that uh, Haley didn't know the cause of. I wonder if she knows why Johnson wasn't uh, impeached or she could name the senator who voted against it and whether it was a Republican or a Democrat. I'll leave it all open for someone who'd like to call in and prove they are smarter than Nikki Haley. Nikki also didn't know, uh, and to me this is disgraceful, the provinces in, uh, in Ukraine she's fighting for. <laughs> and she was the U.N. ambassador 
You know, not so bad if you don't, and not so bad even if the other candidates don't know the exact names of them. And they're hard to pronounce and, you know, Donetsk. Is that hard to pronounce? I guess, yeah. Wuhansk. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a show-off now. Um, and they're oh, actually, honestly, they're called Oblas. Some, some, somebody who wanted to show me they were smart of my little crew said, oh, here, here are the ones, here are the ones, here are the ones. Uh, Crimea, Oblast. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's like saying Nassau County, county, <laughs> name, the, name the four counties on Long Island. Nassau County, Suffolk County, Kings County, and County. <laughs> uh, but here's what I'm, here's what I'm very, very nervous about. And I know it isn't a big thing in the news. You got to watch these little teeny things. They grow into major deprivations of your rights. There are Democrats now trying to throw other Republicans off the ballot on this ridiculously crazy, illegal, unlawful, undemocratic small d idea that the 14th Amendment allows you to throw people off who are engaged in insurrection without any proof in the formal sense of the word. And I am shocked that one of them is a congressman for one, two, for three decades, Bill Pasquale in New Jersey. Yes, a Democrat. I don't know. Are they giving Democrats like injections called fascist injections? What makes him think he can throw... 126 members of Congress off the ballot. What? I don't know. I don't know if, if Biden should give this Hitler uh, speech on on uh, Saturday. It's, he's got an awful lot of people in his party that, you know, people in glass houses. I've tweeted that out to him today. You know, people in glass Hitler houses shouldn't throw stones. This is... I, I, it's, Bill Pascrell, maybe this is wrong. I mean, I've met Bill, and yeah, he's a Democrat, and they're all sucking up now, but he's not like a crazy. He, he's sucking up to the crazies because he's afraid of them. But um, he has sought to bar 126 members of Congress under the same cheery for challenging the election uh, uh, before June, January 6, 2021. Now, here is not a surprise. Represented Cory Bush, who represents um, the 5th District in Mars, uh, has similar legislation to disqualify members. Now, I don't know if she has as many, but she has, she has 63 certifiably insane members of Congress willing to co-sponsor it. I think if you co-sponsor that, you should be required to take a stringent mental exam to find out if you are... First of all, if you reach the, um, I think you should not be allowed in Congress if you have a blow of 80 IQ. And I think some of these people do. I also think you should not be allowed to be in Congress if you are certifiably insane. So I think to have gotten 63 people that want to throw fellow members of Congress out of the Congress because they challenged the 2020 election. Now, there's no statute of limitations on the 14th Amendment. So we should go back and we should take away, oh, let's see, we should take away um, uh, anybody who challenged any election. Oh, let's say Dick Durbin or Barbara, Barbara Boxer, Barbara Boxer, 
Yeah, yeah, we could take. He challenged George W. Bush's election in 2004. Uh, Pelosi, a couple. You know what we'll do? In Pelosi's case, we'll take away her pension and all the insider trading, cheating she did. We'll make a fortune on that. We might be able to, I don't know, we might be able to build a wall with it. Get all the money that she and her husband got away with because they are entitled left wing uh, uh, and crooked de- and crooked Democrats. So I'm I uh, uh, Pascrell and uh, and a uh, crazy uh, crazy Cory Bush. What's he doing with Cory Bush anyway? Looks like they got 63 members of Congress that want to throw out 126 members of Congress because they they challenged the 2020 election in some way, and therefore. They supported an insurrection. The problem is we can't figure out when in the last 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 years we've had an insurrection. I know on Saturday we're going to have uh, Hollywood uh, Day in which they try to make January 6th worse than September 11, worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than the Civil War. These are all their words, by the way. Worse than the American Revolution. Worse than multiple cases of cancer. Worse than anything you can think of, January 6th was worse. Do you know what it was? It was one of the most dishonest displays on the part of law enforcement and the Democrat Party in the history of America. That's what it was. And it was a disgrace because the press bought into it immediately. How about saying four of them uh, were killed on that day? Hey, 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 none of them were killed that day. None. Zero. 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 The guy who got the funeral in the rotunda of the Capitol died of natural causes. Now, I feel very sorry that he died. And let him have have it in the rotunda of the Capitol. But that was a major con job and a disgraceful con job over the cause of a man's death. He did not die in the line of duty. Their own coroner decided that. But they had to phony that up to make it a big deal on that day. And they panicked people, like Sean Hannity, who went into, you know, the fourth state of panic. They they got people on our side panicked. Now, I had the benefit of having inside information from... About 4 o'clock on, 4.30 on. I didn't even know about it until then. Maybe even 5. What the heck? When do I get off the air? I don't even know if I did a one or two hour show that day. But it wasn't until late in the afternoon that two people brought to me a tape of uh, John Sullivan. I looked at the tape and right away I could see Antifa people. Right away I could see people in... um, Undercover, I could identify uh, clearly cops. I thought FBI agents, I wasn't sure. Uh, doing things like escorting, correcting, making sure people were in the right place. They seem to have a plan. I don't, to this day, I can't tell you exactly what the plan is. But I can show it to you, or you can go back and look at my podcast, and I can show you how this was an orchestrated event. And then the, and then the, um, the, the cover-up began when Pelosi won't give out any, any of her records and the rest of them won't and McConnell and, and we've only gotten 5% of the tape or 
and the little bit that's come out has been devastating. I mean, how, how, how about the, uh, just, let's, let's focus on one we all know, because we don't have the benefit of TV here and be able to play it. The shaman. You remember the shaman. He was the guy, I thought he was a clown. Sorry. I'm sorry uh, to all of those uh, uh, cops who, you know, had nervous breakdowns, but uh, maybe there were other things that happened to them. I don't want to belittle that. But if you had a nervous breakdown over the shaman, you should really find another line of work because your colleagues found them quite funny. Uh, there's long footage of their escorting him around the Capitol as if he were a VIP. And then when he couldn't get into the first uh, a door of the House of Representatives chamber because it was locked, they tried to get a key for him. The cops did. They couldn't get a key. And they went over across to the other door, way on the other side, with him. And they got the door open, and because they were gentlemen, they held the door open so he could go in and commit crimes. I don't know what crimes. He didn't break anything. He didn't steal anything. He didn't burn anything like Antifa does and Black Lives Matter or kill anybody. He gave a speech. I've heard it several times. I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't understand what he said. Now, don't get mad at me, Shaman. I don't want you coming here making a speech for me. I'm not being belittling you. I'm, it could be me. I don't, my hearing's not the best, you know. But I didn't hear you say anything bad. People were live, visibly laughing at your crime, and they escorted you out. By the, by the time you were finished, you must have thought you got an escorted tour of the Capitol by the Capitol Police. Instead, you committed a felony. Now, that's not everybody in the, uh, that's not everybody in the, in the chamber. There were people who did things wrong. There were people who did things you could penalize. What I'm telling you is the exaggeration is, oh, beyond a crime. It, it gets close to the real insurrection. Well, we'll be back very shortly. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know, Joe Biden, uh, uh, Joe Biden was asked if he plagiarized um, uh, speeches, right? And uh, he, um, he, of course, admitted that he did, that he plagiarized Neil. But he said he, he, said he was just... Um, he, I don't know what he exactly said, but that it was perfectly okay for him to uh, to do it. Except um, it got him thrown out of the election. It got him uh, labeled by Sam Donaldson as somebody who's so dishonest that he should never run for office again. And he went beyond plagiarizing uh, even the way this uh, gay woman did. He plagiarized the guy's life. That's what a sick man you have in the White House. So plagiarizing is you take somebody's written work or, or speech and you just repeat it, which he did, except the facts weren't true about him. They were lies. It's been raised that... Uh, they, they, it was absolute lies. He said I was the first in my family to go to college. 
Well, Neil Kinnock was. Joe Biden wasn't. My family for generations worked in coal mines. That was true of Neil Kinnock. Uh, Joe Biden had nobody to work in in coal mines except an uncle who was an accountant for a coal mining company. And it goes on and on. He, he, he paraphrased the guys. He stole the guy's life. In other words, they were all lies. And it turns out, in retrospect, if you want to be honest, and gosh almighty, the American press is so thoroughly dishonest, they can't report this to you about your president. There's nothing about Joe Biden that's true. Nothing. He began as a damn liar. He's going to end as a damn liar. I never knew anything about my my son's uh, foreign dealings. Then we have a tape recording of him calling his son, talking about his foreign dealings. We have numerous pictures of him with the foreign uh, people who were given the millions. We have five witnesses who say they talked to him about it. And uh, when, when he was caught plagiarizing not just Neil Kinnock, but pretending to acquire Neil Kinnock's life, we should have realized, oh, man, we have liars in politics, but we don't have too many who are psychotic. That's psychotic to do that. It's just as psychotic as when he says now, today, that he gave his uncle a medal uh, five years after his uncle was dead and his uncle never got a medal. We'll be back uh, shortly. in the funny empire that we're in. God bless America. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back. And thank you very much for joining us on the Rudy Giuliani Show. We were uh, we were talking about the absurdity of stretching this uh, disqualification by one singular non-elected person or persons to leading candidate for uh, for uh, for president. Um, almost completely inconsistent with uh, it is inconsistent with the whole theory of our uh, Republican form of government based on democratic principles, small d. Uh, very inconsistent with uh, pronouncements in the Federalist Papers and elsewhere uh, that that basically uh, the elected officials should be decided by the people, not by a singular uh, po- uh, political nutjob in uh, Maine, you know, political partisan uh, flying off the uh, rooftops over, over Biden and uh, going crazy over Trump. Or a bunch of uh, uh, judiciary hacks, which is what they've become, by the way, since they've been subjected to making some of the most absurd, intellectually dishonest decisions with regard to Trump. I don't know what happens to them, but they lose uh, any semblance of ethics or whatever. I mean, they sit on the case when they shouldn't, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's go to a couple of calls and see. See what, uh, let's go to Mimi in, um, I think on Long Island, right, Mimi? Yes, yes, New Hyde Park. Oh, good, uh, good. How are you? I have, uh, the news is breaking me down. I don't I know. know. I, I don't blame you, but go ahead. I mean, let's see if we can help. Um, <laughs> Not I to have, break it down, to help, you know, the other way. I have an invasion of 785,000 illegal 
Im- immigrants over the last three months. Correct. And uh, the article uh, of invasion, the article, uh, Article 4, Section 4, is the guarantee clause. Doesn't it guarantee our protection and safety? Why doesn't uh, Comer go after Biden with this? I think it says, I have, I have it in front. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. It sure as hell isn't protecting Texas against invasion. In fact, it has gone in the other direction. It's preventing Texas from uh, guaranteeing or protecting itself against evasion by requiring them to take down the uh, the fencing. I mean, I would think that would throw that case right out. Of, I mean, there's a lot of questions on this Article 4, Section 4, about whether how, how it's enforceable. Is this a judicial question or does it have to be enforced with the Congress? And in the early days... This was considered non-judiciable. Lately, the court has indicated that there are proper cases you can bring under it. But even before you get to that, there's a better case. They 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 just didn't uh, not protect Texas against invasion. They're making Texas more vulnerable to invasion because Abbott put up that fencing, you know, that, that they use at prisons. And now they're going to court and telling me he has to take it down. So, uh, yeah, it would seem to me, it, it, look, if you want to get crazy like them, every Republican state where there's a Republican official in the right position, which can mean one person, should just take Biden off the ballot for being involved in, uh, in an invasion in aiding and abetting an invasion of the United States. And, you know, you say 700,000, that's now. Uh, you want to do a proper count since the day uh, that traitor got into office. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if 8 million illegals haven't gotten in here because you have to count the 5 to 6 million that we have some information about. We have a very, very few are vetted, by the way. And you also have to figure that uh, the not just the gotaways, the gotaways are the ones that we see, but we never identify them. There's another whole group that we never see. And there are studies that are done on this. This isn't Giuliani just there's an MIT uh, uh, study on how you calculate the number of (laughs) I don't know the right word for it, but the uh, you never see them when they come in. It's a big border. And if our people are tied up in large, large, gigantic numbers at one singular part of the border, there's a lot of room for the cartels to bring the high-value people in. And believe me, that's exactly what they do. So the calculations over the years, including when I was in charge of the Immigration Service for President Reagan, calculations were, uh, liberals would say, 50% more. So a million get caught. There's another half a million we never see. Two, uh, two to one. A million get caught. There are two million that come in. So let's take, let's do the middle. Let's do one for one. That means we're talking about eight to ten million people that are here since we have uh, this demented left-wing 
Chinese-funded uh, uh, president in the White House. And uh, we have no idea who they are. And uh, they were uh, sponsored to a large extent by the worst elements. They were uh, directed by the cartels for the cartels to make huge amounts of money with Red China, with uh, Islamic terrorists, with human traffickers. All those things are at record levels under this uh, uh, 30-year felon who's president. Uh, we've never had anywhere near. I mean, Trump's last year, 4 to 420. This year, 3.2 million on the numbers we can count. That's a different world. That isn't just difference in numbers. It's uh, orders of magnitude different. So, uh, yeah, I would think he has, among the many, many uh, parts of the Constitution, he's burned and trashed. This is one of them. Just one. He's done a pretty good job on most of the others as well. Um, it's a tragedy because for a long time now we haven't, but when the Colorado court issued that decision on the 14th Amendment, it was a major headline that the rule of law is gone in the United States, and the United States now is governed by uh, people who will give a Democrat Party interpretation to everything as if we were like the Soviet Union and it was a Communist Party interpretation because their interpretation of the 14th Amendment is uh, intellectually dishonest is the nicest thing I can say. The 14th Amendment makes it clear that it is only to be enforced by congressional legislation. So they, if they wanted to exclude a candidate, they have to go look for a federal law as the process to use. Congress has not provided a process for removing or, or removing a presidential candidate from the ballot, which means they don't have the power to do it. And if they're going to invent something, they got to do better than trying somebody based on newspaper accounts. These are judges, after all, not Russian commissars. It's outrageous and it's disgusting. And um, God willing, in November of this year, the American people will make them pay mightily for it. Robert in Suffolk. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Robert. This is a very dangerous situation. Prepare to defend yourselves, America. And our country, your freedom, it's not on the line. Yeah, Come no. election time, yeah. after the election, Rudy, I'm giving you two scenarios. Good. One, Biden wins. Then these entrenched young men of military service from foreign nationals are going to become a mercenary force and activated. You're talking about the... an insurrection. Trump will get arrested and murdered in prison. Scenario wow. number two. Wow, wow, wow. Scenario, wow. Good. scenario Good. number two. Uh, notice I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure I can agree with you, but I'm not stopping you. Go ahead. Okay, scenario number two. Yeah. Trump wins. 
this force is still activated to destroy our country, yeah, our that won't infrastructure, last. That won't shut last down long. our economy with terrorist acts and kill as many Americans as they can. Uh, that won't last long. Uh, not if I know Trump. How, how long do you think it would last if I were president? Like when I was mayor and I took over the city with, with more crime than ever in the history of the city, and I reduced crime by the largest amount of any mayor in the history of the city. I took over a city that had riots anytime Al Sharpton wanted one. Never had a riot. Didn't get another riot until the Democratic mayor, Democratic mayor came back. Now you underestimate Donald Trump. Uh, there'll be a lot of unhappy people. There'll be a lot of a lot of money made in New York by psychiatrists, which is the land of the psychiatrist, the home of the psychiatrist. And I happen to like psychiatrists, by the way, use them a lot for PTSD, etc. So I'm not at all belittling psychiatrists. I'm I'm belittling that thing about um, uh, what would they call safe rooms when Trump was elected. I remember because I represented a particular client in D.C. schools, they set up safe rooms so the kids could go cry when Trump was elected president. I can imagine, you know, brother, brother uh, uh, Kevin, who was my uh, second year uh, homeroom teacher at Bishop Lachlan High School when, uh, uh, I don't know who got elected then, Eisenhower or Kennedy or, if, uh, or Johnson or... And people and they said, we'll have a little room where you can go and cry because President Johnson was elected. Anybody in my school that cried because of a presidential election, the brothers wouldn't have to do it. I went to an all-boys school. Uh, the guy would have had a black eye at the end of the day, and he'd never do it again. And we'd make him into a man. It'd be like the Godfather, you know? We'd pick him up, put him on the, put him on the piano like Johnny Fontaine, and say, be a man, be a man. That's what's happened to those kids. Not put them in a, in, a, in a safe room and they could have psychiatric counseling because Trump was elected president. You realize what a bunch of communist garbage that was? And how much that, and how much that sickness, that, the, the, the in-depth mental psychotic illness of Trump derangement syndrome, that you actually do that? God. Uh, how about Rick in Elmwood? Hey, Rudy, a reporter asked Joe Biden if he was a plagiarist, and he said, I cannot tell a lie. I chopped down the cherry tree. <laughs> you see, the thing I love about Biden, love, the thing I think that's amazing is he makes plagiarists look okay. They plagiarized a, a, a book. He plagiarized a life. He didn't just copy what the guy said. He copied the guy's life and pretended it was his life. Incredible. He, Let's a little hint for you about. I got a hint for you about insider traders. Yeah, I would. I would investigate anybody, any of the Democrats that invested heavily in Solyndra when Barack Obama was playing cheerleader for them and gave them five hundred thirty-five million dollars. And a month or so later, they went bankrupt. See who pulled out their money before they went bankrupt. And there you got your insider trading. Mm-hmm. I would too. I mean, they they. Uh... They fought so hard to keep that legislation away from them. The biggest, biggest ones of all that fought that have to tell you who the biggest, the biggest uh, exploiters were, and that's the multi-millionaire Pelosi's, who made it all the wrong way. 
Uh, how about uh, Roberta? Roberta. Oh, Roberta's gone in Staten Island. Well, we'll go to Mike in Hartsdale. Yeah, Giuliani, what a pleasure to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, Mike. What's going on? Great. I heard you talking January 6th before, and I wanted to talk about that day in terms of how it affected the markets, uh, specifically volatility. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that understands volatility and market effect better than you, specifically what happened on 9-11 and how the markets reacted to that. Right. You can also look at COVID. You can look at what happened in the 2008 financial crisis. Mr. Mayor, do you know what happened to the volatility on January 7th after the day of infamy, January 6th? Absolutely I, I, nothing. nothing. I think nothing, yeah. I think the market realized it was, it was a Democrat, uh, if not total creation. I mean, uh, Pelosi brought a Hollywood director in. Tells you everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was a member of the American Stock Exchange in the 80s, and I, uh, I've been following markets very carefully ever since that, and it's a pretty good uh, measure of what's really happening in people's hearts and minds when it affects volatility. I think that's a great study. And before I go, can I give you a very quick Godfather trivia question? Love it, yeah. When... Uh, Hagen was being walked into the stable by Waltz, and they come across the famous horse. Uh, what was the name of the horse, and what was the name of the horse trainer? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the horse. Tell me. And then Waltz pets him on his head and says, thanks, Tony, to the trainer. No, but wait, wait. What was the name of the horse? Cartoon. Oh, like cartoon! Yes, cartoon. of course. I should have remembered at least that part. I don't even remember he had a trainer's name, but cartoon. And the guy, that guy who played the part, is a great actor. It's the way he pronounces it too. Cartoon. <laughs> well, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to take a short break and come back with the mayor's final thoughts. Nothing like finishing with a with a uh, quote from. The Secular Bible. We'll be back. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, this is Rudy Giuliani back with the Tunnels of Towers uh, sponsored Mayor's Final Thoughts. Uh, brought to you by, as I said, Tunnel of the Towers, which is the organization that uh, takes care of the most important people in our society. It's hard to say who are the most important, but I think the most important are the ones who put their lives at risk to protect you and me, namely our uh, uh, military, our first responders, and of course our uh, we we, uh, we mean our police officers, our our EMTs, and our firefighters. And when they lose their lives in the line of duty or become catastrophically injured, it's Tunnel to Towers who is there for them. There for them to pay the mortgage on their home. There for them to build homes that allow them the maximum amount of independence. So I want you to contribute $11 a month so that Tunnel to Towers can continue its God-given work of building homes for those who are catastrophically injured paying the mortgage to, for families that lose their loved ones. 
and doing the other things that, 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 that show the people who do this for us that we love them and we appreciate them and we don't take them for granted. I know you're going to do it. Get that money in, please. So my uh, final thought today is my uh, fear because of what I uh, uh, started with uh, today, the spread of an attempt to uh, disqualify people for public office based on um, on uh, arbitrary determinations, which is what legally you would call them, that somebody engaged in an insurrection. It is an uh, arbitrary is a is a neutral word. The real word would be a fraudulent, false um, d- determination. There is no way in the world that absent a rather complex trial, uh, you could make that determination. Now, you couldn't even do that because there's no such charge. You can't just go invent a charge of, of uh, insurrection because you want to find out if there was an insurrection. You have to have probable cause to believe an insurrection took place. Nobody has that. And nobody has that because there are bloodthirsty Democrat prosecutors that want to indict Trump for parking tickets, aggravated parking tickets, and they haven't been able to make a insurrection charge on him. So how does this woman in uh, in in uh, Maine conclude th- that there's sufficient evidence that he's involved in an insurrection to take him off the ballot and disenfranchise half her state, turn it into a dictatorship? How do the judges in Colorado do that? Where did they go to law school? Moscow? And where's the reaction of the American people to how terrible this is? And now Congress wants to throw out 123 members because they opposed? Well, let's go back and throw out Benny Thompson, damn it. Let's throw out uh, all of those who opposed Trump in, 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 in 16. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. There'll be plenty more to cover in our fight for freedom to restore it. God bless America.